Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Corner Flower Talk Podcast. As always, it's your boy John. We here, we live to bring you latest in football. I have my boy Uzi. Which was he good? Yeah, no, I good, yeah. Enjoy myself. But you're trying to be like me. You wear black and wearing a hat. Yeah, you know. I have to. I look up to you sometimes. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I was going to say there is a high difference, eh? but when we was in secondary school, Virgil was somewhat shorter than me. And I've no idea where along the line or the man shoot up. I mean, I'm still taller, but it's not like the difference it was in high school. Like. We here, we live, we here to know about the latest football. Um, I want to say thank you to you guys because I found over the last week and when I look back at the last few pods and stuff like that, the interactions have been a lot higher. Um, there's a lot higher consistent listenership and length of listens across the podcast, so thank you so much. Um, and I have actually been getting people reaching out to say, hey, you know, I listen to this. I, just, I didn't agree with this. I didn't agree with that. And let me talk about it. And I am more than happy to do that. You know, I love talking about football. Um, so on that note, I would just like to remind you guys, if you haven't already, to subscribe to us everywhere that you can. Uh, we are already on the way planning some big things for next season. Um, so please subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on your social, stuff like that. And share the podcast with somebody else. We here we live. We here to talk about football and where to start this weekend. Probably should start with Sui Boss making a hat trick as he led Manchester United to win over their top four rivals in Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, it was a real interesting game, and I just want to say one thing before we get into it, and I'm gonna just leave this as a little gem for people to think about. This is the first time that Cristiano Ronaldo started that game for Manchester United without Bruno Fernandes, which resulted in him getting his first hat-trick since his return to the club and beating a top-four rival in the process. Make of that what you will. So, yeah. And then, and then some, might, some might say he's hating. But are the facts, you know? I, I just said are the facts there. Because even from um from... The Manchester Derby, we were, we all were were, were just questioning it because you know just putting putting the question out there, you know if you know after that after that 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 defeat in that manner, could you really start a could, could people start to ease up give ease up saying you know the blame really going to Ronaldo yeah, and he don't sure, yeah. and he don't really bring more to the team other than you yeah. know, just just being man on top and and you could you could see from that game, you know when 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 you needed him the most, man come out and deliver a hat trick. Yeah, I think I think that show. You see Batman yet? Nah, it was real good dog. I hear, I hear now because before, before honestly, I was saying like I was going to watch Batman because like I, I don't really kind of hype with with that. Yeah, and I was like, if it ends up coming up later, I just want I just watch it home. I yeah. didn't, I don't really care. But we're talking big about it, and I was like, I really enjoyed like, it nah, dog. Like, it was a real like detective movie and stuff like that, and like I think like you saw really as the Batman, and I I didn't really like care for Robert Pattinson because I will like I have PTSD from. Attempting to watch Vampire, it was Vampire Diaries. Eh? No, what was the name of it? Um, Twilight. Yeah, right. tried to watch Twilight, and that was a terrible movie though, like horrible acting. I think that I couldn't even make it through the five movies though. But he was fantastic. I was yeah. saying not to say, you know how a Batman 
yeah. probably bad signal and he just show up. Yeah, yeah, they show up the suey signal, dog. And he might show up, dog. I was a brilliant hat trick too. I think they had they had show something too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think he had scored a hat trick in 2008 against Spurs, if I believe. And it was 2008. 2008, they show hat trick he scored, and then he come and show the hat, and then come and do the hat trick. So that that is levels right there, honestly. Like, if you really just sit back and take it in. Because in that moment, in that moment when you're watching that game and you're seeing that happening, you have to sit down and it's like, wait, but this man is 37, boy, and this man getting on to? Yeah. Because cause I honestly feel like from the start last goal, the um the header he scored, I feel like like something about that Ronaldo just have this technique, like he just don't he just know how he just know how to, how to hit the ball. Correct. He just know and from just that. After I just, after I just saw that coming, for some reason I just felt like when that ball was coming in and seeing him signing up for the header, I was like, this gone this gonna be the goal for the trick. Yeah, and I think it was a real interesting game in the sense that I, I actually think Tottenham played better than them. Mm-hmm. Um and I I, re- I mean this objectively, I'm not trying to be a, a dick. I mean they're gonna get they're gonna get our Manchester team, so obviously, you know, there's like the <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we talk about United. We talk about United. No, but I, I do no. Alright, let me say it like this then. I think that United did the right thing. Because if we look at the teams that Spurs actually do look good against, it's teams that allow themselves to press up high on them, give them space in behind. And once Spurs manage to evade that press and there's tons of room to pass and dog, you don't want to give Hurricane and now Kulusevski that kind of space to operate it. United did the right thing and giving a team that is not comfortable in playing possession-based football, the ball, yeah. and try and play on the counter. Now, did they cut it close in the end? Sure they did. But... It was the right plan to put into place. Yeah. You know? I would respect to Ronaldo being a problem. So, in a sense, he is the quote-unquote problem, but not the way that people would take it in saying Ronaldo is the problem. Yeah. Ronaldo is fantastic, though. He goes without saying, though. He literally broke the record this weekend for most goals ever documented by a footballer, by FIFA records, though fantastic though like oh my goodness i don't what better way to do it than scoring your first hat-trick since returning to the club and uh, the type of goals though was so cerebral of Ronaldo. Though. one was this long shot from outside the box and next one was a well-played tapping fantastic pass from harry Maguire. by the way though i i so didn't see that coming and a brilliant header and the thing is is that he's just at that point in his career and he kind of has been for a little while now latter years at real madrid even at juventus that you have to tailor aside to, to suit his weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know? The problem isn't Ronaldo. The problem is that Ronaldo is now a player that falls in a very rigid category in terms of how you can use him to maximize him. And you have to tailor the entire team for that. Yeah. Now, if you do tailor the entire team for it, he is literally going to score you between 30 and maybe 40-something goals, though, even at 37, because the man has the body of a 28-year-old, though, you know? The problem is that United were not, is not, and historically, moving forward, don't look like they'll ever be the kind of team that could mold it for him. Or at least do it in a small time frame that they have him for. Because we don't know how long he's going to stay there. You know? And the thing is, is that I don't think that he's the only player like that in United's 11. I think Bruno is somebody like that as well. And when you have to cater for multiple of these players who have the same type of deficiencies in their games or same yeah. type of weaknesses is when things start to fall apart. And I think that's a big part of why one United have struggled to dominate games this season, obviously, and then struggle to actually put together consistent runs of form this season as well. Yeah, because, and 
And even even when when, when you're looking at looking at, at, at that what you mentioned, you might also look back to any managers. And you might you might feel like a little a little a little sympathy for them because you might also. Yes, you'll say United is a is a difficult team to manage, and even you know must you might see some managers, uh, past managers might go on to if whoever might go on to manage, and might you might all just see they might end up you know doing a lot better than the previous time at, at United, and you might think okay maybe it's just um, United's fault. But as you say, you have the quality players, you have the pieces, but sometimes just taking all just taking all the pieces and just putting them on the board sometimes not going to work. You have to as you say you have to tailor made because again for this. People might want people might not want to just shift this land now and be like, okay, well, if it's not Ronaldo's fault, then obviously it's Bruno's fault. So, but now you have to understand. It's at certain certain times you have to know. Okay, if you're playing Ronaldo, you know you have. If you're playing Ronaldo, you know he is he is like a club legend. You have to kind of tell him tell him that the game any tactics are wrong him. If you have Bruno on the side, you have to know okay how well you're going to use Bruno. Yeah. Plus plus the players have some responsibilities because you know for a fact if you're on the field too. Man just man just need players to have like different roles. Even if a case of you know mid game you have to switch. Sometimes you can't just be like okay stick to one plan and that you know you can't just be a one trick pony all the time. Mm-hmm. And as I say, I feel like yeah, it might extend to like other player other players too. And again, to some some other players too might just just might just be they don't have the quality. But I feel like that game kind of highlights how tough a task it is for, for United. I honestly don't think just any manager now could just come in and just yeah. take over and just take over because all the headlines right now was Ronaldo unhappy, Ronaldo unhappy and all that. But the thing with Ronaldo, although he is unhappy, you don't necessarily think he's somebody who just be like full he just he, he although he's unhappy, you don't think he would just take it out in his game. We yeah. know Ronaldo's a professional. He too driven. He too self driven. Ronaldo also Ronaldo we know Ronaldo saying to like with the young players he would Players are wrong because even if, even if things not going not going right, you have to you kind of have to adapt your game. You kind of have to adapt your game. Everything if something's not working, the next game you have to you have to change things around. And I feel like yeah. it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult job. But I feel like right now everybody yeah you had to take off the blame for Ronaldo. Once you could tell me once you could tell me the game for him, I feel like all the everything that people told United could have pushed for at the beginning of the season. If you look back on it now, I feel like it wasn't. It wouldn't be that that real, that unrealistic. Yeah, and I will touch on something about United later on when we talk about the top four race on a whole. But um, you mentioned money managers there, and I thought about this weekend that you know there there is actually some parallels between United and PSG. Uh, I, I actually want us to go heavy into PSG later on into the pod though, because yeah. it's actually ridiculous how. A club that this is this wealthy and this talented and and has arguably in, in my eyes the best player of all time, and still can't manage to function properly. So we get to that later. But if we've been honest, Alex Ferguson has a great argument to be the greatest manager of all time, and even if he's not in your opinion, he is up there with the greats, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody ever has really referred to him as his great tactician. But what he was good at was a really good man manager. He knew mm-hmm. to keep a room. He knew how to command the respect of players. And while he would have done things in game, you know, make somebody man mark somebody or do things, it's not like to say he was a neft or anything like that. Yeah. But his greatest strength was his ability to keep a dressing room full of superstars under his regime. You know, um, just as an example, last week was in Manchester derby. Um, City, with the exception of that lost the Spurs, which apparently is a scheduled thing every year. Um, 
Raheem Stiller was in form. You know, Raheem Stiller is in sort of form. Like I said, uh, before we started the pod, I said that I think Raheem Stiller has a decent conversation granted how it ends between Nani any season to be in the team of the year, right? He got dropped, right? And if it was a play in United that get dropped like that, we might hear about something in the papers the next week. Yeah. But under Pep, the respect is there that, all right, cool, I get dropped this week, I'll go again next week. Or understood that the manager has the team's best interest in heart, and I just have to keep my head down and train and prove that I deserve to start the next week. Yeah. You know? Since Fergie has left, with the exception of probably Mourinho, but then he has a history of wanting to pick fights with manager with players. Um, they have never had somebody who was an elite man manager as well as a good enough tactician that like Fergie was. Mm-hmm. And I think that with fans specifically United fans asking for players like sorry, coaches like Ten Hag and Pochett, you know. I also think they do the fail. And I, I don't think it's because the coaches aren't good enough, but I think that there's such a thing as a culture within a club. Yeah. And United's culture has been, whether they like it or not, that they have been at home for egotistical players. The difference was is that it did not show before because Alex Ferguson, one of his greatest strikes, was keeping players like Tevez, like Wayne Rooney, like Ronaldo, like Berbatov, players that was getting nominated for Ballon d'Ors and, and individual was year in, year out. Keep them level-headed, driven for the team. That God forbid they get dropped this week or God forbid they are playing for a little while. They fully understand the manager has the team in its best interest and I have to respect what he's doing. United has never had a culture that is friendly to a tactical coach. Yeah. And I don't think that they ever really will be because that is just what the culture has been over the last 30-something years. And for people who are asking for Ten Hag to come in and to do a culture reset, I don't think they understand how that's not easy to do. You are asking him to undo what the club has been accustomed to for the last few years. And the thing is that United, as a club, is bigger than football. They're a brand. And I don't think that they could handle... Like doing what Arsenal went going through, went through, and hopefully now coming out. Two back-to-back eight-place finishes. Um, it looks so dire, and you, you need to stick through a manager while he doing this whole culture reset of emptying out a club, restocking the club, getting players that bought in. Because it's not just about having homegrown players; it's also about having players that bought into your philosophy. They need to more than just care about the club; they need to care about what the manager is doing as well. You know, yeah, yeah. and. With United now, and I'll refer to some of this later when we talk about PSG, is that they need a coach who, yes, in modern game, requires you to probably be at a higher tactical standard than years before. You need to obviously be tactically astute. But more than anything else, he needs to have unequivocal, unquestionable control over the locker room. And it's not just because he's the manager, but because he has demanded that respect. And I don't think... That these players, Bruno, Pogba is still there. Does he first year Rashford out the 11 and we hear rumors that he wants to leave, all kind of thing. That they can handle now a whole culture reset yeah. where everybody equivalent. You know, we have players in this United locker room that has achieved nothing in football. You know, Rashford has an FA Cup, uh, a Europa League, and I think Akara woke up to his name, right? Pogba. Fair enough. He's achieved a lot. Bruno has achieved nothing. Maguire has achieved nothing. 
But you know, I swear by the leaks we hear and the rumors we hear and, and the way that blame the stroller around this locker room yeah. that these players have been there and done that. And I don't think that these players are able for a manager who's going to come in and say, okay, we're going to test this, test this, test that. And this week you're going to play. Next week we're going to change the system. Tweak for each game week. Or renew a whole change in brand or style where, okay, well, I might have to be a sacrificial player for somebody else to shine and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't think that these players can handle that. So all this was to say that I don't necessarily think that Ten Hag is a good fit for Manchester United or Pochettino. I don't think that United has to go down the tactical route to be successful because other clubs are doing that. Other clubs found managers that suit the culture. You know? Whether it has taken a while to get here, Arteta suits the Arsenal culture. Mm-hmm. Now, did he change things within the culture? Yes, he did. But the core values of it, the kind of football you want to play, the kind of harmony that the squad wants to have. Now, what he changes is that, obviously, we ain't win on serious set, but it feels like if he's breeding winners now. Yeah. You know? Pep is where City wants to be, and they changed the entire. Even before Pep reached, they started rebranding the club to fit Pep. Club went into Liverpool that was yearning for that kind of manager, that kind of um, enamored, loud, heavy metal type of manager. They wanted that because you know we hear about Anfield and we hear about how the the um, cop does roar, and that suits the type of football that he plays. Even Tommy Tuchel, some weird way. Suits Chelsea too. Even yeah. though he's not the dialogue, it feels like if, yeah, you know what, disappointment makes sense. Him saying it makes sense. Yeah. United need to find that version. No, they're much out there, not really. Because the only person I can really think about is Zidane. You know? Mm-hmm. But everybody wants that tactical coach, and I get that. I do. Because I think in modern game, those, those coaches are highlighted a lot. But I, I think that that would require such a culture shift at United that one... The Glazers don't like anything like finishing outside top four. They suck at somebody outside top four, they get, they get thrown out. Yeah. So you ask these men to be willing to go through one, maybe two seasons of being outside the top four while they rebuild. I don't think they're going to allow that. I don't think the fans are going to allow that either. Because United fans never have been patient with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know? So, talk real long there. I apologize. Nah, I understand. Yeah, the, 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 the only thing I have to do what you're saying is, and when they do go about go about that, if they if they ever get to the point of do, of going about that, they, feel they need to they need to stop with the mindset of find uh, they need to stop with the mindset mindset of fuggy football. Because before they were like they would want to get managers where they could try and want to mimic or they want to compare yeah. managers to yeah. what their customer of they was doing that early. And then after when they saw what was going on at Man, at Man City and, and Liverpool, then they were like, okay, we want to join the tactical party now. Yeah, and then at this point, right now you just you, right now you're trying to you're trying to hold on to the past. That means you're trying to, you're just trying to copy and not find your own identity. Mm-hmm. And if I got that point, you really have to find somewhere suit for you. And uh, yeah, and I think that between um Ole and now Ragnick, that you see the extremes of United, where you have one who uh, I really don't mean that's not how, but Ole was not tactically suited at that level. On the other hand, Ragnick is not a good manager. He's tactically very good, but he's not a good manager. And they expose the two sides of United that are colliding at the same time. One way, there are players who are ready to be um, a bit more tactically astute and want to be used a lot better. But the thing is, is that they have so much different profiles of players that don't really mesh with one another. That there's a big clash there. Like I've been, I've been saying this for the longest while. Like United is only side box-to-box midfielders, left, um, left wingers, and 
centre-backs who all need somebody more mentally strong than them to play next to them. Yeah. And don't ever address the other problems. You know, actually getting a DM, actually getting a right winger, actually signing an out-and-out striker. You know, they don't, they don't address these things. And then, then now they come with this unbalanced because we have Rashford playing on it right now. And he doesn't know. And he's up terrible there. Yeah. You know? And then, and then after, the fans, the fans will turn against them when they're not playing too good. And then after, they play on players more, go and dip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand now, under Oli, they was losing games. I mean, now they're still losing, but it feels like if they're closer to getting results now. Mm-hmm. Under Oli, they was losing games. But the thing is, up until they even they fired him, the, the, the dressing room was still behind him. The dressing room was still behind Oli. Yeah. And I think what they need to do is to find somebody who is more on the man-manager side that still is very tactical, but one that 100% is going to have this dressing room on a lock because there are divas in this locker room that are not ready to submit to a manager. And I don't know who they go and get that could do this. Like I say, the only person I can think about is Zidane, and that is because of one, obviously, what he's accomplished yeah. as a manager. But two, um, also what he accomplished as a player as well. That is that demands a lot of respect as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, boy. On Spurs... Uh, they have this ridiculous thing going where uh, there's win one and then lose one, win one, lose one over the last 15 games. So if it was a betting man, I would say uh, we could bet on them punching up bright midweek. Yeah, right. Yeah, right now, you don't know which place you're going to get, honestly. You honestly don't know which place you're going to get. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll look at Spurs, you'll see the bright side in, in, in the situation. You'll see, you'll see, um, Spurs, you'll be like, okay, right now I think they're out of all competitions. You'll be like, okay, they could focus on top four, start rebuild from there. But then suppose you just do it to yourself sometimes. Like yeah. you, you really don't, you really don't know. Yeah, that was like, like something your culture reset because their culture is just never winning. And but the thing, but the thing, that's very true, you know. But the thing, <laughs> but the thing about it, thing about it, suppose. No, yes, yeah, they'll try to shortcut this way. They think by getting too much, they know how to win more than anybody else. And them still can't with nothing. Yeah, because I think if you if you're comparing to, to what you said, what you said with United, what you said with Spurs. You feel like Spurs have the plan, Spurs are stepping in the right direction, but for some reason, it's just Spurs. Yeah. It feels like they have everything. They sit down, they have the whole blueprint in front of them, and then when it's time to execute it, they go up on stage and they just get stage fright. And they just don't know, they honestly don't know what to do. Yeah. And then once, and like, you have you have Conte right now. You have Conte. This man, this, you know how everybody know how good this man is. This man honestly look right like right now. He just you know this man just don't want to want to go out and, and coach. Yeah. You have top quality players right now, and you you thinking that doesn't make sense to hold on to them. Like like you know having these players doesn't make sense. Like do we want to reset? Flex players, players have a question mark, but I honestly don't know what I don't know what players be trying to do. I don't know what direction they're heading at this. You know, it's a funny thing. I though. really have no idea. So. United obviously win the game, and I was more happy that United win than Spurs, because I I genuinely objectively feel like Spurs is a bigger threat to top four than, than United. No, oh, yeah, for for because while they, uh, how much places have I? have eleven on the field, so that is two minus eleven. So right, so while the nine uh eight other players outside of the front three might be a bunch of crackheads, dog, that front three is quality enough that they could win them games on their own yeah. and i think that we'll see that a lot from now till the end of the season so i, I like i've been so honest and you think is they still have a decent amount of games in hand as long as as well as us whereas um i'll pull up the table just now when we talk about arsenal but like even though united win and they went above us uh we went back above them with the win against leicester this morning 
uh, we still have three games in hand on on United. Yeah. You know, so there's that. Um, before we talk about Arsenal, or maybe we should, yeah, probably we should just talk about Arsenal one time. Uh, yeah. for I, does I give one thing that all should notice that City playing tonight, so we'll obviously not be covering them. Um, to to which is this me, but um, who hey. are they playing? Is it Everton? Oh, yeah. Right now, you it's don't know. Brighton. Monday night, all eyes City against Palace in Sellers Park. <laughs> so I am not looking forward to this. this oh my God. goodness! Uh, you know, you know, dog. You, you, you like three weeks ago was like, you know, Crystal Palace love to have a say that type of race. Oh, I'm telling, I'm telling. Everybody was looking at, you were looking at the fixtures and saying all oh, Liverpool fixtures so much, so much higher than City. You all don't know these teams. You all don't know what Palace could do. I have nightmares about Palace. Zaha is going to turn up. And they, lo- and they love them on the night. No, they love all football fans watching them and backing them. Yeah, because any time that they, they, they come that back from the treadle against Liverpool was, was a Monday night. We're going to be there. Oh, oh, I'm not looking forward to it at all. Um, Arsenal won 2 now against Leicester. And it was a penalty. Uh, it should have been like two penalties in this game, to be quite honest with you. As well as a header from party. Uh, Arsenal have this ridiculous record going of 100. And at some point in the game, I don't think it was at the end of the game. Because I think they had more corners after that. But we have 119 corners conceded this season. And we've conceded zero goals from it. Whereas we've had been one of the best teams going forward scoring from set pieces. I think we have like five goals from set pieces or something like that. So, yeah. It was brilliant. I, I, I loved it. I, I so love how we play right now. And... I mean, I've used the words before about Arsenal being sustainable and Arsenal being enjoyable. And those things just seem truer and truer every single week. Um, I would like to apologize publicly on behalf of Arsenal fans to Real Madrid because we have daylight robbed you paying this 29.8 million for Martin Odegaard. He's been brilliant. And I every single week, I think he's legitimately getting better. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting arrogant. I think he's getting cocky yeah, and thing, though. Nah, I see, see the things that he's been doing, the little fades, the flicks, the tricks. Um, it had a fake shot that he did where he just slipped the ball to soccer instead. Of, I, I am enamored. I am in love. Like, this is the first, like, I, I genuinely think we've been doing this for nearly five years. Well, we're in our fifth year right now, right? I think. Something like that. Could be so wrong. Um, the majority of opinions that I get, I give, if not all, I stand by. Yeah. And I could say that to this day, to that point in time that I give it, I could justify it and it is sensible. You know? Mm-hmm. I was sitting KDB when I was little out of us, but I still feel like that someone was justifiable. The one thing that, that I have to backtrack and admit I was fully wrong about is signing Martin Odegaard. He has blown away my beyond my expectations. And the reason that I use you was that I am in love with this guy, dog, is because if anybody knows me, my favorite player of all time is Ozo, dog. And I feel like watching Odegaard from my club, dog, is that I get to see a reincarnation of Ozil every week, dog. You know, he is so similar. And while he has so much more levels to get to, to be on Ozil's level, because Ozil does what all he does and still used to put up mad numbers for goals and assists and stuff like that, um... He, and he still could do it a little bit more incision on the pass because it was a little, it was a harder down to he had a science that I am in love seeing how my team played. Uh, Martinelli was brilliant on the day party got his I got his goal through the header and Lacazette has broke his scoring drought. 
uh, just a time because I really need the man trying to back up against Liverpool or because it's a really big game. But it just feels like with every single pass and week that it, it, it so doesn't matter who we play. Now, I don't mean this for like the truly lead clubs in the league between Liverpool City and Chelsea. But with the rest of the teams, it feels like at the very bare minimum, we are going to create chances and dominate the game for periods. Yeah. It's just a case of if we take them. But the thing is, we are taking them. We are taking them. These players are stepping up. I am seeing that Saka is going from level to level every week. These players cannot mark Saka. They can't mark him. There are moments in games that I see the way that, that Saka dribbles and it does remind me now, this is not on the talent level. This is not saying that he's on that level. But the way that he rides challenges and slips through defenders reminds me of Messi, though. Mm-hmm. You know? The way that he does get tackled and he's bent and shift his body, dog, and, and squeeze through and wriggle through, man, dog. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, dog. And, and it makes me wonder, like, damn, dog. Uh, the few chances that Leicester got today was because our oh, first choice right back is out and Cedric just wasn't up to it. What next season could look like? What Arsenal next season could look like? What an actual, what a number nine that's more suited to what we do it and more suited to probably where the game is now because, you know, like I said, just be here and there sometimes. What we could do with another number eight that Jacka do have to play that kind of box to box all the time because it had times today though that Truth is, if somebody a bit more attack minded, always score more goals and thing. And yeah, dog, it would be. You know what I was? I wanted to say, dog. That I, I don't remember what to say. Before the game, I was real bummy. I was real, real bummy because uh, Spurs drop points, United win. So there's pressure on both sides. At one, United just went back above us. Now we had games at hand, but still. They went back above us. Are we going to respond as well as push your points? Are we going to take advantage of that? And we've been on a win run. We've been winning four. We won four games in a row. We've only had one loss in our last 11, which was the City, which is something not to be ashamed about. I felt like if this loss, a loss is coming now. Now, it could still be coming. We had to play Liverpool this week. Though. God alone knows what's going to happen, right? And then the game started, Virgil. And I see how good we was. And I just... Felt the sense of relief that oh wait, we are actually good now. Mm-hmm. I could, I just had to unlearn my PTSD from the last few years of that. You know, this team is one that, that don't have the stomach to keep going, to keep the, ta- the top four chase alive, to deal with the pressure. But then the game start and dog, we was chuck, we was fantastic dog from the get dog. It was it was elegant, it was classy dog, it was beautiful dog, and yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah, anything to say? I know you got to see the game, but Arsenal, but but just 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 in, in general, with Arsenal, Arsenal right now have Arsenal right now are go are considering moving in the right direction. You know that with the team, they have a. Can we talk about this last week? We talk about the front four having they all on the same page. They have that chemistry. Right now, Arsenal doesn't have that pressure to be. You know. People not really looking at people not really seeing them in other competitions are giving that 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 pressure. And you might the, the only question mark you'll think is if this Arsenal side does qualify for Champions League, if they could be able to deal with, you know, you know, getting back to that level. Because it is it really is a big jump, a big yeah, jump from, yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. where the season started yeah. into that. But looking at the characters in that Arsenal team, I feel like the pressure or the pressure could only come from the media. I feel like the pressure can't. The pressure would not come from the fans. I can't see the pressure coming from the players on the, on themselves, because they know 
that on the best day they are capable of beating anybody because you know once yeah. they have their once they all play together and they all have their tab- tactics done right as can i just say these arsenal players right now you're seeing that they're playing with this where there's confidence they feel like oh, and the fans behind them 100 yeah. percent though you know and because and even from the from the watford game we, we we saw that when they conceded they just they, they, so before us, they used to get a little deflated. But right now, when they when they consider that game against Watford, they went they went right back. Yeah. They went right back, and I feel like Arsenal is in is right now in a good direction. And my hope is that they don't try to shoot too far. They try to shoot for the moon and try to get uh, no big name signings that come in, no no, no signings to kind of throw things off because. There are a lot of quality signs over there. Don't get, don't get me wrong. You know who's the number one man? I always say it's number one. Like without fail, like this is the one hundred percent man I want to sign. Yeah. I always say Joe Felix though. Why anybody else though? Yeah, okay, you see, you see, Joe Felix is, is on is is he is considered he it would be he would be a big name sign. It would be but, a big name and but, big money. But reason why a lot of people still look at Joe Felix is people don't really put that much pressure on him because he's, he's so still, he's still yeah, so young and they yeah. understand that. Once he's in the right system, he can learn because again, he he's still he's still able to to be molded in in under whatever manager. Like I said, though, for health reasons, I need to see Joe Odegaard and Saka play together next season, though. Because you will look you will look at signs like that. Because you know, again, I feel like I feel like the only, the only exception for that, as I said, if uh, as I said before, is his age, and I feel like you know he isn't somebody that has no uh, has no big ego and uh, and he is somebody that understands if he's there, he will, he he could play well he could play well with, with the um, players around him. Mm-hmm. Like right now, Arsenal's in a step. A step in the right direction next season it's a big question mark next season we don't know what might happen we don't know you know we don't know if they might finish top four or or, or whatnot yeah but i feel like right now this and i feel side, like if we can aim for two the blast the chelsea don't keep winning the 89 you know, minute every yeah, week because <laughs> honestly i because honestly i was, I was saying i feel like we how they playing because again the third the third doesn't seem that real that it doesn't seem that too far-fetched with the if you you know from my arsenal my arsenal's right. arsenal player if we perspective. be completely honest now this is not going to happen but the arsenal win all the remaining games they do finish third yeah because we play chelsea in that run and if we and beating chelsea will be enough to pass above them yeah. but i mean like i said we're pretty liverpool this week though that that is what i'll be worrying more than anything else though I feel like right now Arsenal Arsenal doing Arsenal doing the right thing because again, this, I know I know this might be like a little, little not the thing that we you know we keep throwing shots to United but United is the best example like a thing. Yeah, for sure. United I, I, United fell United fell from 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 Greece not too long ago. Arsenal also fell from Greece. Yeah, we've been yeah, we've been we real from the, the the type of club Arsenal is. And in a faster in a faster a faster time. Arsenal right now looking like a looking like a, a, yeah. a much better side. Like a much Arsenal looking like a a side that, that a, a side that you know it fixed. I, mean, I and, wouldn't say completely, but there's a foundation. There's a foundation. There. They, have a, they have an identity, and right they now. went back to the foundation to fix it. They get it clear and start over. And I think the difference between Arsenal and United is that these are two clubs that literally used to compete for titles though way back then, right? The difference between Arsenal and United is that United had their fall from grace. And they keep still trying the quick fixes to fix yes, it. That, you see, that, that's the key thing there. But Arsenal tried that for a while because we were signing older players, only older players trying to get back in one time, whether it was Mkhitaryan, Socrates, whoever it is, right? I think the first thing Arsenal United is that Arsenal recognize that this is not going to work faster. United is still there. Yeah. You know, they sign a Varane that seems like... I don't think Varane is as bad as people are saying, but he isn't the one to change the back line, yeah. you know? 
They signed Ronaldo, who is at his end of his career. And while he's still fantastic, he's not going to morph your attack either. You know? And yeah, they still glaringly no problems in his squad. Yeah. And the, so, the key thing I say, Arsenal step Arsenal step in red right direction as a team. I feel like I say the fans, I feel like things with the fans look now much much better. The manager right now, we gave him time. He looks like he is everything just looks too much better for the Arsenal as a team on a whole. Yeah. And I feel like the only thing is again you don't want to jump too far ahead and head into the future. Arsenal know the problems where they have to have to address. They know mm-hmm. where they have to fix. Yeah, rumors focus. come out this week already too yeah. of like the, the positions that we should be talking about. Focus somewhere. on focus on those those areas they'll get. And then after that, then push for the big signings. Mm-hmm. Then then push for the, push for those big names because again, you have once you get to the to the, that place where where um everybody wants to be in Champions League. The biggest problem after that is to keep it. And Correct. I feel like this side right now, I feel like putting them in, in Champions League, honestly, realistically, I don't feel Arsenal is going to do, if Arsenal, if this are not a jump, I don't feel Arsenal will do that bad in Champions League. Yeah. Because I, I, I do think that with our first 11, we could be a good cup yeah, side. Yeah, it could be, it could be a, a very good cup side. But I feel like right now, they had a focus on what's in front of them. I take the small step. And the small step right now, and Arsenal right now doing everything. There's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing that I could you could highlight and say this club doing wrong. Um, I feel like they just, just recognize it. So just real quickly, Liverpool won two 0 this weekend. Um, you saw the challenge on yeah. on Luis Diaz's yeah, first yeah. goal. That should be a red card every day of the week, though. Yeah. I, I don't see how it isn't. Now I know it kind of contentious in the sense that okay, but what if I do give the red card, then do I have to disallow the goal? And I know that there's that, but I think that dog, you have to send off the player there. Though. I mean, it was so reckless what he did to Luis Diaz. I mean, he could really get hurt pretty badly there, you know? But Liverpool get yeah, the win and they keep the pressure on City as they keep going closer and closer to the end of the season. Chelsea won 1 0 this weekend. And I, I think that this game showed more refereeing errors to kind of capture this whole weekend now because this whole weekend had some real dodgy calls up. Because I can't lie, though, even in United, give United probably should have a pen. And I gave him two with a hands by Eric Dyer, I think it was. You know? Um Kai Havertz probably should have been sent off today. Uh and then he went on to score the winner. So that in itself makes it very contentious. As well as um Chalo, what should I I had do some real wireless in the box pulling around and shit and thing and probably should I give it a pen there too. So Newcastle had a, a decent right to feel aggrieved. However, uh Chelsea have this ability these days to really just pull out that win out of nowhere. And it was a brilliant first touch and finish from Kai Havertz. And it was Buba S the way he takes on the ball. And he's been brilliant in his little run of form. And in my preseason predictions, I did say that I think he would have broken out this year. And I think it's taken a lot longer than I would have liked, or Chelsea fans would have liked. And I think that he's had a fight to the barriers. And the fact that they did sign another number nine, and that would have resulted in him having to take a back seat. But I think him in nine. That's where the money is for Chelsea, man. And I think long term, that's where they should be investing in in terms of the team. Yeah, because I, I just say, because um, I just say, Kai scored the winner. I feel like, yeah, Kai na number nine. Kai nine. Yeah, well. Have a nice little ring yeah, to too. Nice little ring to. Again, if you if you want to look at at long term, you know, I feel like that's a, you know that's a, a big a big that's a very far in the future. Yeah. But I feel like for right now. It works well because who, who, who was the front three in that in that Chelsea? It was him, Pulisic, and uh, I think it was Ziyech. Yeah, because and not I, Pulisic, Alvuna, Alvuna played there. Yeah, because I, I believe I saw Ziyech. I remember we said we want, when Ziyech comes back in this side, we feel yeah. like 
Yeah, man, Kai, do what you want to say. I would like to see um, a Pulisic Kai Ziyech front three. I think they will work really well together. Yeah. Um, but more so, on the bigger topic is that Chelsea got sanctioned this week. They are one of Roman Abramovich, the Russian owner's assets. And the UK government has sanctioned them so that he is, they are frozen. What that means is that they cannot uh, generate any sort of revenue or do any kind of financial transactions. And in a literal sense, for what f- it affects football is that they can't buy players, they can't renew players, they can't sell players, they can't sell tickets to, to fans to come into their stadium, and their assets are frozen in the sense that I, I think it affects their travel and staying in terms of like they are still in Champions League. I saw today that Tommy Tucker said that they believe that they have a plane to go, but it, it would affect like their travel if they got to go to another country and stuff like that. So it's a really tenuous situation and it really is tricky. Um... My thoughts on it is that I think that it is unfair for fans. We can treat us as fans. You don't choose your owners. Now, do you relish it? Yeah. And the truth is, sports washing is real in the sense that I know a lot of fans and there were times that I was culpable of it myself. I can't lie. Of where, look, I don't care how they generate their money. I just want a good owner. And and what they do outside that will affect me. I just want to see my club win. And sports washing is real, right? It goes without saying. And I, I, to some extent, could understand that from a Chelsea point of view, right? Because at the end, Roman was the kind of lovable owner that would have caused you to be like, dog, whatever it is he doing on the side, whatever. Because the truth is, purely from an owner's perspective, he was one of the best owners he could ask for in, in football. You know, he was willing to give the money wherever they needed. And he really invested in the club more than just throwing his money, but how he threw his money and, and really rebranded the club, uh, invest in the academy. They have one of the best academies in Europe now. Um, in terms of changing the whole infrastructure and making sure that, that God forbid, that he had to, to sell, which he's been forced to now, that they would be in good hands when he move on. Um, that being said... The the UK government has seized them as an asset and now are just waiting for Roman to give the green light to sell. I believe he gave that green light and now they're just pursuing the suitors. I think he still has to give the final say on who he's selling it to though. Okay. Yeah, I remember I remember they had um some talks about how that could also mean that the government would be the one in charge of well he he would have to relinquish um the government to be in charge of, of, of the sale. And I know mm-hmm. people say, you know, if that is the case, the government would not really care to, they, they might lower the val- his, his valuation. I which, think they will. Which would have been like drastic. I think he had the region of um 3.9 billion. And I feel like they, even if they got anything over 1 billion, they would have just be like, all right, go ahead. I wouldn't be surprised now, but because the thing is, is that um none of the money can't go to him anymore. Yeah, because so they, they wouldn't care. They they basically doing all that. Come remember, they wouldn't care. That's that. Just like a, a state, just send a message to him. Yeah. But I just said, the main from that you could see that send a message to him and all this but it's a lot of fans that are going to suffer because yeah and and like i said the, the club is who gonna pay the price for it and again you don't choose who's your own and you don't choose how they get their money um and now they're gonna pay the price for it now the thing is i don't think that this is gonna be like a derby or god forbid a bury situation where they're gonna end up in administration i don't think that's gonna happen i think that whether we like it or not like we said these things are political and Chelsea are too big a footballing brand, not just in England, clearly in England, but in the world football, in terms of worldwide and their brand to the sport and the whole, that I don't think that they will allow them to get that far. 
I think that they will push and push. They will get it sold. But I think where the concern is, which is with most Chelsea fans, is that what type of owner are they going to get? Because in this kind of sale now, I saw that some of the, the, the potential buyers were not buying it because they were interested in buying a club in it. But because of the unique situation that is at hand, that they feel like they could get a very good asset at a very below market price. And uh, that doesn't mean they're going to invest in the club. That doesn't mean that they're going to um, try and help out where they see fit. Because the truth is, all now Chelsea are going to start losing revenue. And with this revenue that they're going to be losing, um, it's going to affect the sponsors. We already see that um, Tree, the, the, the network, they want their sponsorship logo removed from the shirts. You know, yeah. it's going to affect those things. It's going to affect the deals that they're going to make. It's going to affect a lot of stuff in the broad spectrum of things. And I think that the sanctions are until me, right? I think that they will get an owner by then. I think they will find somebody to sell to by then. But I think that they would have already been enough financial damage that there will be some reeling from Chelsea come next. Well, come this win the window into next season. Mm-hmm. I think it would affect their spending. I think that what we could see is something that we have not necessarily seen before, where Chelsea are forced in a situation where they have to sell players yeah. in order to not just fund their transfers, but to repay whatever damages are being done between now and the end of the season. And that could have big implications on what kind of team we see from Chelsea next year. Now, do I think it's going to be big or bad? No. I don't think that, oh, we're going to see Mount go and Kante go and this one go. I mean, I mean, Kante was kind of robot to maybe leave before. Yeah. But I mean, like, players that were not going to leave that all of a sudden, oh, well, we had to sell them to make money. I don't think that. But I think that we might see players that they would have been keen to hold on to sold, and not just sold, but probably sold at a below market price. Like, for example, Amanda Broha is one of the hottest talents in the Premier League right now. He's owned by Chelsea. The rumored price before all this shipping started happened was 70 million. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up selling him for like 40, 35 million. Yeah. Come this summer. Conor Gallagher, another brilliant one. I would not be surprised if he's also sold and I think that they had intentions of holding him on to him. You know? Because Chelsea are in a very precarious situation before this started. As he was leaving this summer, Christensen is leaving already mm-hmm. to Barcelona. Rudiger has not resigned yet. They already knew that they had a big rebuild. Well, not a big, but some rebuilding to do come yeah. this summer. And now they are throwing another wench through this financial situation. Yeah, cause as I say, on the business side, there's a lot. Because uh, again, on the face, the face of Chelsea, what goes on on, on the field, I as I don't think well, we will not we will not see it. I feel like they have enough. They've done enough uh, to keep to keep the fans entertained mm-hmm. after that. But this really does put a put a chokehold on all the business that is going to happen. Yeah. They're, going, they're going to not have to cut co- cut costs, not only when necessary, but they just have to just cut costs because they, they they might be looking at other things. We might have to just you know reinvest reinvest money in the club to other part other things mm-hmm. in the business. Yeah, and it is going it is going to put a hold on a lot of deals being done and. It will have a lot of long term effects because, as I say, if somebody because they'll offer the kind of contracts they could give yeah, out too. Yeah, I say, and look, and as I just say, the, the type of manager that comes in, owner. some the type of owner that comes in, yeah. somewhere that comes in, you'll have to hope they have a they have a you know a plan set a plan set, but no plan that no like, I feel like no owner that comes in would have a plan that would that would fix things in the near future. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would take some time. And it is going to take a lot of cuts where like um behind the scenes and we might see some cuts there. And as you mentioned with some with as mentioned with the um contracts with some players, 
this is, this is a very difficult time for that because a lot of players out of control, a lot of players leave yeah, for free. Yeah. So when that ha- does happen, as you say, they know for, they know for a fact they had a rebound. And they so. were, the rumors were that they were looking to do something over in the summer. You know, players like Vuna to leave, maybe Pulisic, Georgie was rumored to go back to Juventus. They knew that they had to look at full box and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it's not like to see this happen in a time where Chelsea were rich or their squad was in a real good place. You know, like, for example, when they get the chance for ban, yeah, it was all the time, and obviously all the time, they have a chance for ban. Yeah. But it was at a time where the academy was so flourishing to the point that they had players all just returning alone. That was all talented. Mount Rishi, Tammy Abraham, two of which are now active starters week in, week out. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Is there anything else to say about that? Um, not really. Like I said, I think Chelsea will be fine. I think on the pitch, they'll be fine. I think what we might see is that they may have to ask the players to help put forward financial things like transport and staying and stuff like that things that they would have had to do in the past and maybe organize some kind of deal where they repay them once the ownership is sorted out but again all this is just more repay that they're gonna have to do in the long run mm-hmm. um looking across now real madrid plays tomorrow so we'll talk about uh, them more so when we talk about PSG later on and well they play today rather than y'all hearing this um barcelona Somebody tell me there's no greater love story than Barcelona scoring four goals in a game. Um, Dembele, <laughs> if you saw that pass Dembele put for Ferran goal, it was brilliant. It, it was it was messy esque. It was brilliant. Barca flourishing. They're flourishing week in, week out. Though. Yeah, they drew in a little to Galatasaray. And they have to go to Galatasaray now, uh, which is not an easy venue to go to at all. Um, because these two stadiums tend to be like cauldrons when you're going into there. But this is another disciple of Pep essentially though that has been molded and is showing up. You know, Ten Hag is a disciple of Pep. Xavi's a disciple of Pep. Arteta is a disciple of Pep. Hey, but this man's trying to book or something, yes? Yeah. But yeah, I do you have anything to say about it? I mean, it it, it was some really brilliant goals, it's brilliant football. Frankie the only one start dog and it's still look brilliant though. Uh, yeah, well I can't really speak too much because I, I didn't really take it in, but yeah, as I say, if, if it's if it's for for it in Barca right now, things are positive in the club really, and yeah. and I feel like the 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 mascot for 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 all things positive right now that's going on at Barcelona right now is Dembele. Seeing that how seeing how he's playing, seeing how seeing, you know, he just seems like a whole different player. Like, and yeah. a, lot of, a lot of players, a lot of players now just seem like new versions of themselves, and. I think right now they do sit, they do, they do still sit and fought. Yeah, if I believe. Yeah. So that that is so that is the key the key thing. Arsenal. I mean, Barca is is basically I'll put them in the same boat like how how I would view Arsenal. I feel like right now they are in they are taking a step in the right direction. They know that they know that okay things were not so great for them, but they. Oh, they actually into it, dog. Wow, well, much, well, much much better for 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 what they. They have both had Latian goals. Much better for their for their aim because. We yeah. know we know Barca wants to be back in championship. We know Barca want to get want to get those get those revenues coming in. We know Barca wants to be be up there with the elite and don't play Thursday night Thursday night football. Because they we do know from players are looking at they want to just be in a position where they can attract quality players and you know whatever goes on whatever goes on behind the scenes that is you know we don't know that. Hopefully that's 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 for them to sort out. But yeah, right now for Barcelona. I can't think of, I can't think of, of, of anything negative because I mean, I feel like I feel like where they are they 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 deserve and all credit to, to what Shabby's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'm a function the first second yes Atletico Madrid one two one this weekend as well. Um, John Felix also scored and he's been playing really well recently. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I was really impressed with him against United a couple of weeks as well. I'm really looking forward to the tie this week coming between them and Atletico Madrid. Um, but I want to play for in that one. I think in, I, I really do think that the French tie between Lille and uh, I'm say French right? between Lille and Chelsea. I think that is more or less set. I think given the nature of Chelsea, it will really take some big implosion for them to to give it up. But hey, as we saw in Madrid this week, though nothing is set in stone. Yeah. Though, you know, going across to this area, which I really want to talk about, AC Milan won one nil yesterday. Uh, Kalulu scored. Yeah. Uh, uh, are your thoughts on Kalulu? Which so I just see one team cheats and stuff like that. I know he's in because Kia is out for the season, yeah. and Roman is barely ever fit. Tomorrow is the only ever present thing. Is he good? He is. He gets the job done. I feel like he is. He is. He is leaning towards. You know. He's leaning towards a a a, a, a could depend on. He is. He is becoming very very dependable because for la, even for last season, I felt like um no what early, early in the season what, what, what I want to highlight. It had it had moments where where he had to step in for whoever was whoever was injured whoever got whoever got um whoever got suspended, and I felt like. Although you know that whoever he was stepped in for, you you know you could recognize the drop in quality. Yeah. It wasn't something that was wasn't too much that could that could take them out of the game. Mm-hmm. He was he was still getting the job done. And I felt like another credit another credit to what we were talking about last week with respect to tomorrow being being type of players that could slot with everybody. I feel like you know him him. I feel like him just being in the defense with him. I feel like from just seeing the game. I wasn't worried at all. I was not worried at all from from seeing from seeing defense of Milan had out. Like I wasn't I wasn't worried at all. So I feel like, although it's unfortunate that with a lot of injuries that happen, a lot of injuries that happen in defense for Milan. Moving forward, I feel like with the remaining games that Milan do have, they have a defense that could get the job done. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like to highlight him, he is he really is dependable, and I and I, I have to give a, a lot of credit to him. I have to give a, a big shout out to him. Um, Juventus also won three one this weekend as they just continue to kind of start us firm up being in fourth place this weekend yeah. as there's some distance between them and At- Atalanta as well as Roma. However, uh, the more interesting news is that Napoli also won two one uh Osimhen brace to keep them at second, but at Torino and Inter Milan drew one one, and with that it means that while Inter still have a game in hand over um uh, AC. That as takes stand, AC are first by four points. Yeah. Uh, it feels like if now AC are quietly, very slowly, we can, we can get very closer to that title. There are nine games left to go in Syria for AC Milan, but it is very much within their hands. Yeah, before... um, When when it, when it tight race came, well, focusing on the both Milan clubs... I used to think that it was more in Milan's favor. I felt like majority of the issues were Milan's own doing. Right. And looking at the games the rest of the season, Inter do have some tough some tough fixtures. Don't get me wrong, Milan. Don't get me wrong. In the Syria in the Serie this season, many of those relegated teams right now, they are up there with the with tighter contenders. They will put on they will put on a game just to disrupt the piece. Yeah. But Inter, I know Inter have a game coming up against Juventus. And 
I feel like is the right it is the right time for Milan because I feel like Milan right now once they look back on the past mistakes from the draws that they had, that they had and the losses that they had to those weaker teams that you could, that you felt like they should get those three points again. Once they once they look back at those mistakes and just kind of correct it and understand where they went wrong, understand you know in some games you can't you can't take your foot off your neck no matter if that team in twenty in 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 last place. Mm-hmm. But Inter, they came wrong. Inter Inter the quality, but see, but from but from seeing who they're playing this week. I know Torino was going to be a tough team. Because don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, the guy who scored for Torino, um, shocks our losses here. I think it's not even as the other Brazilian though. Uh, he's having a really good season though. And I cannot believe it. Uh, Breme. No, um, he's having a really good season for Torino actually. And he scored. It took Alexis Sanchez ninety plus three minute goal for them mm-hmm. to get a point out of this. Uh, it has been a few weeks now that we have been saying that Inter have been a bit stuttering. They did play really good against Liverpool in midweek. Yeah. And the truth is, if Alexis didn't get sent off, we might have feel like if there was more of a chance of them making a game out yeah. of it. Um, in Liga, PSG won three this weekend. Neymar scored the second one. And when Neymar scored, there was a unison of booze from the crowd. And uh, with that, we can talk about PSG. And at some, and in this whole discussion, I want to actually probably talk about um, how do we fix PSG then? You know, yeah, that, that, that's a tough question. And PSG, as people know, my uh, Real Madrid play PSG, and I think like we saw two very, very, very different teams, and what each team was made of. And he says that at PSG, very talented. Uh, and a very young squad for the most part, you know. I know Neymar and, and Messi, and was the man named Ramos? Was Ramos to really play? I kind of up in age, but there's a lot of players there that are young, bright, or now entering their prime. You know, there's Donnarumma who was voted best keeper in the world and and got player of the tournament in in the Euros. We have Marquinhos, we have Kimpembe, we have Nuno Mendes, we have Verratti, we have Mbappe. Uh, we have some of the greatest players of generation I see the name on Messi. And yet, um, there are another example like United of a club that has been trying to use tacticians and, and have been failing. But I think that with them, while that there are similarities to the problems with them and, and, and United, I think that there are some differences, as well, which I'll get to. But on Real Madrid's hand, we have players who are now post their prime. You know, players that are still performing at a high level, but... They don't have the ability to pull it out every now and again, but give them the right drive and motivation. They can flip a result on their head, bro. And the little invitation that Donnarumma gave to Benzema when they when between him and Marquinhos, they messed up for that first goal, that's all they needed. Yeah. That's all they needed to know that, yeah, we have them. We have them. Benzema went to the score hat trick as everyone knew. Modric had a brilliant game. I thought Kamavega came on to great effect. And... Yeah, this was definitely showing that one team has the steel to see that, oh, you give them a glimmer of hope, we'll see it out in Real Madrid. Whereas PSG is a case of you give them a glimmer of a chance to fail and they'll c- capitulate right in mm-hmm. front of your eyes. With PSG, Richard, how how would you go about trying to fix them? If you look at, if you look at the two teams, you're seeing one team that is made for this. And the other team, they feel like they just have 
they feel like they just put they put it on they might put on the mask they might put on they might they might just walk on the field there and try but deep down inside mentally they're not there yeah mentally they are not there and you can understand in f- you could in football that's kind of difficult for most people to understand because it'll be like you know a lot of those philosophy players play week in week out they are professional footballers but in those in moments like that you would see at at even two at even when um it was two all where most teams might just dig in and just dig for anything they could just strip they could just scrape down even if they're tired even even if they go into whatever if that a nickel whatever they know that this at the end of the day this will be embarrassing and i would try anything to stop to stop this embarrassment i can't remember which i can't remember when which goal was for but highlighting modric i think modric is 36. Modric received the ball after a mistake from Karim, but what either, but either, but from, but between Messi and I think it was Messi. I believe it was it was a mistake from Messi, if I'm not mistaken. But Mo, I remember Modric just ha- just went from the halfway and just burst straight up to the attack. Dog, a name I was marking him that whole round. Dog, a name I didn't think right, once he yes, came down. Right. Neymar and you know, and I don't, I just want to just highlight just just them because. Look at that entire team. There's nobody that nobody that could could hide. There's nobody that just felt like okay, nah, we can't let this happen because we honest at this point this is just embarrassing for our pride, for the club, for the fans. Yeah. They just they just give up. As I say they, they just crumble. They just crumble on the pressure because you could have you fell from you fell from that game and. Rightly so, being in being in Madrid's home, Madrid just turned that entire stadium just just started caving on PSG. PSG didn't yeah. know where to look. PSG didn't know where to hide. PSG but then now, they didn't even know what to do. But then now we know them for this kind of bottle mentality, right? How then now do you like fix not just the bottle mentality, but then we have this culture there at our club where there's also a bunch of players that probably feel like they're just there for paychecks. You know, and, and egotistical players and players that have the truth is, is like they have assembled a squad of winners, players that have gone on and win a lot of other things. But yet when they come to PSG, it doesn't feel like if they are there to win. Or they to win for PSG. If they can win for themselves, great, but not to win for PSG. Yeah. Um because going back to what I was saying, what I was saying with, with the mentality. You have you have a lot of I wanna say superstars, uh superstars yeah. on that team. And if you feel like majority players on PSG, majority superstars in PSG are really just playing for personal personal achievements. They yeah. really, they feel like there's not a team. It doesn't feel like anybody actually cares yeah. about what happens to PSG. Yeah. Like don't get me wrong, like it's not like they want to lose. They'll try to win, but like to say like that extra level where you dig in because the pride that you have in the club, it, it don't feel like it there. And and it feels like if it is just a place where players just go to to collect paychecks. And one of the things that I think that they should they should look to do is they really should look to I, I, I don't believe in nationalism or anything like that, but like build into like this French core of players that are Persian. Yeah. And and and, and actually want to see this club grow and, and get the kind of manager that not only is like we would say with United about that could manage egos and could keep the dressing room together, but also that he is somebody that they could invest in for a project and 
I'm not saying cut Messi, cut Neymar, cut Verratti, cut whoever else, you know. Like, I, I'll be honest, though. I am a huge advocate of Marquinhos being one of, if not the best at the back in the world. Mm-hmm. And he was terrible in this game, dog. And, and usually I think of him as nearly impervious at times. And, and even he has showed that they are fallible to this this mentality of, of, of breaking down. And you need to go from the ground up yeah. of rebuilding your mentality in that club. And it begins with getting a core of players that are not just talented, are not just capable, but actually care for what the club is doing and what the club is going through. Because it feels like the second that they lay in one go that, yeah, well, it got to happen anyway. You know? But you need to get beyond that. And the thing is that because of the level that PSG is at in Liga, is that with the exception of one or two years where the Monaco's and the Lille jump up and compete for the league, it feels like the league is all but dusted for them. Yeah. They need something else to compete for. And this is where the UCL comes in. And to win the UCL, if we see anything, there are a lot of times that there are teams that win the UCL that we don't necessarily think is the best team in Europe. Yeah. Like Chelsea last year, as an example. Chelsea first got offended at I really do business. But nobody really thought that they were the number one team in Europe before they won the UCL. But you need to have that stomach to see it out. And part of that is being able to dig deep and do it for your teammates and for your club and stuff like that. Have that pride. In it. There's nobody in PSG that has that. that may, we can pin me and a few others that have been there long, like Marquinhos, I think, as well, because he's been there a while and actually have some care for the club. But, like, I don't think that there is a cohesion amongst this team. I don't think that there is a culture that the team. I think the culture of the team is one of this is last destination as a cl- player mm-hmm. for you to get your paycheck. Not a culture of, oh, this is where us winners can come together to win again. Yeah. And I think that they need to, I don't know who, like I was also saying Zidane for them as well. Um, somebody that, um, well, he's a Marseille man, but still, he's still a French icon, a French hero. Somebody that the, the club can get behind and, and rebuild under him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Mbappe is definitely off. Like, I think this showed, like, no self, I, I was arguing with somebody before when the tie was in PSG's favor being 1-0 up. That if Marquinhos should stay there, go elsewhere. And I was like, no, but Marquinhos staying there, um, he has a good chance to win UCL as probably as anywhere else because I thought that PSG still wants somewhat of an upward trajectory. You know, last like said they make it to the semis the year before that was the final, but they started to position themselves amongst that place where you just need to mm, it's again a little more again and you win and you're going to win it. This shows that the emptiness is still there. The lack of stomach still there. You know? That while you thought they cross them hurdles, dog, it's still present there. And now, self, I will say that for any player with ambition, unless they sign some coach that I really think could um, inspire players to come in, any player with ambition, why are you going to go there? Yeah. Pogba is for free in the summer. And dog, I think a Pogba variety, Marquinhos midfield would kill. But why should Pogba go there if he wants to win? Yeah. Why would they, uh, they lose an Mbappe? They're going to need a striker. Um, why would Haaland go there if he wants to win? Mm-hmm. You know? There's the place you go to look embarrassed. Yeah. Not to win. PSG is the place you go to look embarrassed not to win. And so I, why yeah. would any player with ambition go there? And I feel like from, from that loss to Madrid, that just that honestly cemented that because I feel like that just if it didn't know if it didn't know then you know after that game. Yeah. And we talk and it, we talking about this whole um rebuild and on PSG books, PSG have the best player, arguably one of the best players in the world. Yeah. 
You have men men who cap who captain the captain the countries. So yeah. You have probably. So it's like not like a, it's a lack of leadership. Yeah, it? not. It, I it's genuinely not think a it's a lack of care for the it, club. You don't yeah, care. Because again, there is there, there was nothing from there was nothing after what that I that I saw that made I felt like okay. This because I felt I felt like if you can't do it for yourself. You're not going to free club. They just felt like okay. At this point, it's like I right, well, we can't do it. We still here. Our contract long term. We're not leaving next season. You could might throw some more money at somebody else. Yeah. We go and continue getting pay. Let's try again next season. And they'll keep winning the league as long as they they just be at a decent level. So, and uh, and yeah. uh, other other thing because because uh, even because uh, even looking at looking up. Uh, Looking at what um was go- what going on in Bayern, and you know we 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 all clung with we all clung with and everything, but Bayern Bayern do Bayern do do score do score do score the best upcoming German players in the league. Yeah, they do, and they build a core. They do build a core for out. I do build a core, and from building a core now, you know you have your Germans. You know you know they are they fighting for you because you know there are a lot of there are a lot of pride playing for playing for the best team in the country yeah. and pushing through to win the best the best competition in Europe. You would feel that. PSG should really start looking at. They should really start looking at players in the league. They have a lot, a lot. And of not just in the league, but like players yeah. who in and around Paris that probably grew up as PSG fans that, that 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 would have that something in them that they could go to to dig a little deeper and get to that next level. Yeah. Because, like we say in our way, it's, it's not more nationalism, but like a lot of clubs when when you sign players, big players outside of the, your leagues and outside of your nation and stuff like that, they come in. They're gonna fall into the culture that day, which is why I said I did this big reset. Why Pep did a reset as soon as he reached and stuff like that. And there's this culture now that is grounded in some of the nationals that are there, but it's also grounded now in the rest of players that is there of we fighting for this club. It's more than just a club. It's about fighting for what we want to achieve together. There's a unity. There feels like there's no unity. For PSG, for me, just to try to pull a bow in this. I think they need a whole reset, but it, it does not need to be a reset of players per se. I think they just need a reset in terms of the managers that they're going for. Yeah. They went for three back-to-back tacticians, one who I, I really don't rate at all now. <laughs> Probably is a little hating thing in Emery. But between Poch and Tuchel, both of which have gone on, well, Tuchel has gone on for greater things, and Poch is, is a rumor to go to United or something like that. So he's, he's going for the next big job after this. Or, or Real Madrid and all as well. They need to go for somebody who is going to command the respect of not just these egos, but as well as he could do that thing of putting players in their place. Yeah. He also needs to, whoever the manager is, he also needs to come in and instill a culture of we are fighting for this club. If they, that means that instead of any summer, they go for him, uh, go for Pogba, but instead they go for, just an example, uh, Babka Kamara from Marseille or something. Somebody who is from France, sees PSG as the biggest club in the league right now, and would feel prideful to go there. And by all means, if this means that you need to promote academy graduates and, and give them the chances instead, by all means, sign players that are more than just coming for your paycheck, coming for the status, for the nice pay, for the nice wage order, and that kind of thing. Side players are coming to fight for the badge. I am fully aware that there's that is hard to quantify, and, and players can say whatever they want to sign. I know that, right? But it is possible. It is possible. You know how I know it's yeah. possible? My club literally is doing that right now. And a key, exa- key example of, of, of a player you're talking about that it is possible and putting and all oh, he just needs a little faith in him. Look what's going on with him and Kunku. 
Man right now, man right now is on that radar. I think and he, he come has, out PSG Academy. Come, and he come shoot out PSG Academy. They are, Duh, they are imagine so Kunku Verratti Marquinhos. Because uh, again, they have rumors, you know, PSG just any rumors because, you know, he's French. I honestly feel like him, him come back there. That is, that is big because right now in Kunku is for whoever gets him right now. A big sign in though. Huge, signing, massive. sure he, if it's not, if it's not down to, you know, favorites, favorites and stuff in that French national team, he is the, he, he has to yeah. be a good looking for And I too. think, dog, ignore rumors, please, PSG. Do not go and sign Ronaldo. Rebuild. Because for what? For what? For what? For what? Really? You don't for struggle what? with egos. And you don't struggle with the fact that you have players who are past their prime. And you kind of need to tailor make it. Because Messi is going to be the next season. He already said that. Invest in it then. Now, if you're going to make the most of Messi, fine. But at the same time, don't... I think Messi is, is good enough that... You don't need to go and build the team around him to still be functional, but rather build for the future and let him fall in place with that. Because Messi is not the future and you keep building for the stars that are there for the now and now, that they're working for you. Rebuild. I think it comes a great challenge. I actually love that. Yeah. Come straight out of the PSG Academy. He is now bordering world-class status with this, another fantastic season on his belt this season. Sign players like him. Sign players that are willing to understand that what it means to have some pride in this club. You know? Arsenal signed a bunch of English players out with the exception of Ramsdale, who there's a rumor that he used to be Arsenal fan when he was young. I think he is, though. There's a core building there between them and the other youngsters and even the older players that feel like, we, but you know, it's a train. We had to jump on it, though. Yeah. Build a culture and build from there. Mm-hmm. I think we'll leave it there, guys. Uh, I know we didn't do really do no UCL previewing, but... Uh, <laughs> don't like trying to free for United versus Atleti. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like boring versus boring. Um, who I think gonna edge it? I think Man United should edge it. I think Ronaldo should have the last say in it because he has a fantastic record against them. But how would it be if the prodigal started Joe Felix mind just to sing them in Old Trafford, dog? Yeah. And then after that, come to the end, five to line with the bombers and the big boys, you know? Yeah. Um, and then well, Chelsea, like I said, it feels done and dusted. Yeah, you have a prediction for each game? Um, Unite, I, I feel like for the Atletico, I feel like right now with what's going on, I feel Ronaldo's in good form, and I feel like, as you say, that's it. Atletico for Atletico and their fans, that's one person they want to be in good form yeah. right now, to prove a point, because we know the history with him. And I say Chelsea game, as you say, it's just really, it really is in Chelsea favor. The other game is... is Give us some scores. The other game, oh, United game, I could see that finishing 2-1. Two, one. Two, two, one to so United. Yeah, I was going to say 2-1. Yeah, I could see... Chelsea, well, whatever happens, I feel like I feel like I said, I, I, I I I probably one one. But 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 you know what? one thing that I actually looking out to I feel like I feel like Leon I feel like um they will be not Leon I feel Lil will be there to give them a scare. Yeah. I feel like they would, but I feel like Chelsea. Could you know who could. giving a scare right now is yeah. people thought I actually walk over Benfica, but I scared and I'll fight. I w- I think I actually go through. Though. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like they could because. Everything, everything taken and taken now, Benfica. They, the, the defense right now from the, uh, where they put together. Don't get me wrong, you know, there are some, some, some people in that that back that I don't know how they doing, how they doing, you know, so decent. But I feel like um. Who play back there? We talking about Vertonghen Ottoman. and Ottomendi. Hey, such a, I like, I do, I watch that. Be like, so, like, how you all working so well together, boy? This defense <laughs> looking so good, boy. 
I never but no, I feel like I feel like I is my edge. I feel like I feel like I and I try to remember what's the and other game. And it's Juventus, Villarreal. Yeah, I think Juve should. Yeah, shows. Juve, Juve will. But I think Vlaovic should score again. Yeah, because I can't, I can't Sick see. Man. Yeah, I feel like the biggest, Sick the biggest man. threat is Vlaovic for sure. For sure. Yeah, and I, I, I really do think that there's a good potency there between him and and Morata together. I think there's a good chance it could work well together. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up there. Thank you guys always so much for the support and. Yeah, it's a housekeeping. Um, I did actually take some notes today, so that I'm gonna try and put two videos out on YouTube this week. Yeah. We'll see how time permits that. And other than that, UCLI's will be there this week, so look out for that as well. And then we have international break up next week. So yeah, boy, I kind of glad for international break it up because I I honestly think so. My players can't play three games in seven days. I think after that, my dogs need a little rest yeah. after a little catch breath, and then they can go again. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.